I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live, Randy Robinson. Here we're going to talk about a topic that I really enjoy talking about. I think will encourage you, especially those of you who uh, want to be in ministry but are working in like a secular workplace right now or maybe in entrepreneurship, that kind of thing. I think you'll enjoy this conversation. It'll maybe shift your paradigm in a positive way. A quick note, yesterday's program uh, with a woman who had lived many years as a transgender man, uh, some of the outlets cut off around about 22 minutes. I don't think that that was anything uh, in in the way of censorship. It looks to be uh, something, who knows, with the Internet sometimes uh, on the outbound signal. I say that because if you miss the end of that interview, which is where a lot of the hope and the redemption came in, those are always available on rumble.com slash live today TV uh, as an upload. So they're complete. They're whole. Uh, same thing is true on light source. We are live, but then it is the complete program is uploaded uh, onto the lightsource.com channel. And it would be in and whole on the uh, podcast. If you're listening to it on Spotify or any of the other, just the audio portions. So if you miss the end of that one, I want you to know where that one's available today. We're talking to many of you uh, professionals uh, out there. Um, and how, you know, I, I, I told today's guest uh, that people have said to me, as I've been in full-time what I call vocational ministry for many years now, yeah, you know, I wish I could be in, in ministry like you. And I go, you, you actually are in full-time ministry wherever you're at. You, you just may not realize it. That paradigm shift is important and uh, today's guest uh, has written a book along those lines it's called soul work looks just like this and it's written by and it doesn't say dr lowell Busnitz on it but you are a doctor correct that's correct right. so I, I like i like to give honor where honor is due but so dr Busnitz has written this book on soul work finding god in your entrepreneurial pursuits and i really I think especially for younger generations, this is an important word uh, because this is opportunity. Uh, And in a world that can be a little hostile sometimes to our just kind of preaching at people, to demonstrate the gospel through your work is very powerful. So, Dr. Bruce, it's great to have you on Life Today Alive. I appreciate you being here. Thank you. It's a great privilege to be here and so look forward to our conversation. So, I mean, you, obviously you, you hear that this is something that I am passionate about and I want people to really think about, uh, but kind of give me your ideas on this, your perspective that you're laying out in the book and that you're really wanting people to hear. You know, it, it, it really started for me <laughs> when I was like 17 years old. I grew up in a uh, a very missional church, um, and uh, and actually it was kind of the the subtext that I got growing up was if you really have an interest in spiritual things, you'll go into vocational ministry of some <laughs> of sort, and and if that isn't your kind of top burner issue, then you'll farm to support those who are in vocational ministry, sure. uh, and. And I, 
you know, I started asking questions about that. I at 17 already, I thought, I don't think that's God's restricted by that. Um, so then I then I went to college and uh, and had a great experience at college and involved in a, in a campus ministry and uh, with their varsity. And then I then I went on full time staff with them as a campus minister for six years. Mm. When I when I left full time ministry, I found myself asking, am I jumping off a spiritual cliff here? <laughs> um, and in many ways, the, the rest of my life since then, as uh, first in the construction industry and starting my own own business, then in a in a year or so, and then and then as a, as a professor, um, I've been asking myself <laughs> those questions: What does it mean for me, and and how do I live this out in a meaningful sort of way? And and the the common paradigm, if you please, and the in the faith and work area is really take the Christian principles that you learn at church on Sunday uh, in your quiet time in the morning and put those in your back pocket and bring those to work with you and apply those in terms of ethical decision-making and loving others and, and so forth. And that's all good stuff. Uh, and and scripture calls us in those directions and, and we do that but it brought me up short hmm. and over my over the years i've discovered that some of the most significant strides that i was in my spiritual journey were happening because i was in the workplace and and so i uh, and as in the i've come to lay out this is that there's you can take God to work with you <laughs> or reframe that to think God's already at work. And it's a different it's a it's a new frame of perspective that I don't have to put God in my back pocket <laughs> mm -hmm. and take him to work with me. He's already there. He's the creator of everything that I'm working with, of the people I'm working with, of of the food that I'm working with, of the plants that I'm working with, of, of whatever it is. And, uh, and so when I change that perspective to how do I find God who's already there in the workplace, uh, much changed in terms of my perspective of work. Interesting. And, and you know, I want to get into the details of some of this in a minute, but the fact that you've worked for someone else, uh, you started your own company, and you worked in the education at a state university. D different environments, different uh, freedoms, <laughs> if you will, right? Uh, and, yeah. And a little different to navigate. But before, I, there's a point you make that I think is kind of interesting. I mean, it's, it's almost obvious, but yet I don't know that we're mindful of it. And you say in your book that God actually is the one who created work. Yeah. How no. is that significant to our attitude when we go to work? Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I for so long, uh, Genesis one to three have just become a power punch for me uh, in this journey. And uh, growing up, uh, I, I always thought that uh, we work because Adam and Al. Adam and Eve fell <laughs> because of the fall. Yeah. That's why we work. Yeah. When I was in a on the farm in a 
uh, in the garden pulling weeds uh, for my mother. Uh, you know, man, why do I have to do this? This is it. And all these bugs and etc. Are in a steel bin shoveling grain and it's itchy and hard and I'm sweating and the itchy dust is attaching to me. You know, like Adam and Eve, why did you have to sin? You know, <laughs> but work happens before the fall yes. genesis 1 god worked uh in creating everything in the six days and on the seventh day he rested from his work mm -hmm. and then adam he brings adam along <laughs> and uh and he tells adam to work the garden he tells adam to okay name the animals <laughs> bring your creativity out <laughs> and uh, 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 name the animals, and I'm going to sit by and, and watch mm. what you do. Um, so I, you know, God created the water. <laughs> he created the animals. He created the fish. Uh, he created the soil, the trees. But he didn't tell, didn't tell us how to catch the fish. Mm. He didn't tell us how to preserve the fruit. So it's like he he left the creation door open, and and maybe it's he's the creator, capital C, all caps, whatever. He is the creator, and it's by him that all things hold together, right? What yeah. Colossians one says. Uh, but but he has allowed us, he has commissioned us, if you please, to come alongside him, to be co-creators, to work with him. Uh, and, and so to speak, we get to come into his creation and work with the elements that he has given us. Use our, our, our minds, our imaginations, different, completely different from animals uh, and uh, minds to use to, to, to work to create creation, to com not to complete. He will complete it someday. But along the way, we get to make our little contributions to what he has and to try to make life better for uh, for the people around us, for our communities, for our for our world. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think that that's key, and that's where I was going to next, because a lot of people, especially if they have a job that they don't like or that is not really in their field or they don't like yeah. the people they're working with or working for, yeah. It feels like a curse. Yeah. But you suggest that work can be um, the context, really, for uh, our own spiritual journey and maybe a catalyst for the spiritual journeys of others. Um, and when you look at it that way, work ceases to become a curse and starts to become a calling no matter where yeah. we're working. How do yeah. we adjust our mind to really see work in God's light? and not, you know, and, and this really human kind of thinking? Well, it's not formulaic. <laughs> there, there, there's no uh, real quick answers to it. But I, I mean, first of all, I think we, you know, come before our God and ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to see him. And, you know, I mean, I can give some examples of where it happens and what's happened for me, you know. I mean, when I was in construction work, I I remember being called onto uh, a job and and having to replace, rebuild some uh, some folks' outside steps. They said, we, we just rebuilt these. 
three years ago and they're already rotten. And uh, when I tore into it, uh, I saw I saw the kind of wood they used, <laughs> you know, and they used a yellow pine wood yeah. that is very susceptible to the weather elements. It wasn't cedar or, or redwood or something that that tolerates the weather well. And I and I remember use, but I remember building houses, and we would use yellow pine for floor joists and rafters has great structural properties about it. And it just, as I worked with different woods and cabinet building and open grain woods versus closed grain woods, hardwoods versus softwoods and different functions and different, creates different ambiances for, for rooms. Um, and I just, one day it just started hitting me or progressively as I use these different, man, the creator made all these different trees from which this wood is derived from. And they all have different properties and, and different characteristics about them. And, and just was amazed by God that, that he created not just one tree, <laughs> mm. but all these different kinds. And in my work, I got to feel and work literally <laughs> like, like working with the thumbprints of God in these different woods and the way they were way I was able to craft them into uh, uh, a good use. Um, another another uh, incident came in my graduate studies uh, at Texas A&M uh, and, and my dissertation topic, and it was on how entrepreneurs de make decisions and think differently than managers in large organizations. And I uh, was fortunate to have an advisor who was very supportive of that and said, go in this direction. This could really be important. Mm -hmm. And as I worked along the way with, with that project over five years' time, um, I said, this is a giftedness story that I grew up with in, the, in, in church. Why do some people make better entrepreneurs than others? Uh, and they make they make decisions differently, um, and I you know, and so for five years in that research project, I I I saw the thumbprints of God, and I would and it would, as I was working through the the uh, the, the statistics, gathering the data, analyzing it, as I was crafting the, the right theory for it to, to publish it in an academic journal. Mm -hmm. uh, but I was, you know, this is, this is God's story. <laughs> he yeah. has to make us all the same. Yeah. So often in, in Christian circles, we, we kind of check our spiritual gifts at the door when mm -hmm. we leave the household of faith. Uh, or, um, and I, and I, I think that's incomplete. That's selling it's far short. We've got gifts. We've got talents. We have, in God's sovereignty, we've been trained in certain things, and we've had exposure to certain people. The, all in, as a part of God's giftedness yeah. that uh, that we get to use, and let's bring that to work. And I, I think it's in those sort of things that that we get eyes to really see the intricacies and the specialness of who God is and what he has put together mm -hmm. in uh in in the in the world that he's created for many of you listening you're not gonna you know hearing about the different kinds of wood probably not going to impact you very much <laughs> right, right? right you know 
Um, but uh, but for those working in this, it's like that can be a breath of fresh air. Like, wow, God is already there. Right. Those sorts of right. Well, I mean, I think what you're illustrating with your story, with your life, is is that when you wake up and you see where God is at in your workplace, it it changes the workplace for you. I had. <laughs> I was working years ago for a Fortune 500 company uh, in a tech group, and I was working with a bunch of programmers, real highly tech yeah. guys. I was the non-programmer in the group because I'd come from a little <laughs> more advertising creative background. Well, we had an advertising creative group in the company, and those two were, were like oil and water. They hated each other. I mean, literally, I would, we would have a meeting, it would be contentious, and then we'd walk away, and I'd hear my group talking about them. And then I'd have to go to the other group and I'd hear them talking about my group. And I actually became the bridge between the two so that they didn't have to. Wow. But because I could talk the language of the tech guys and I could talk the language of the creative people. And it, it actually was working where I ended up leaving the company for a dot com startup. But the point was, I didn't realize it for years, actually, what had sort of dynamic had happened. But I, yeah. I thought instead of throwing in with all this, oh, they're awful, this person, you know. Yeah. I was like, can we not just make a little piece here and get some work done? And yeah. in hindsight, I went, okay, that was being a peacemaker, scriptural principle yeah. in a workplace. Yeah. And it actually worked. Now, and yes. I didn't go preaching i wasn't quoting scriptures to them you know jesus a blessed yeah. you know, they wouldn't have heard yeah. it for the most part anyway uh, i really wasn't that aware here's my question for you though in those situations uh and and different oftentimes um non-profit versus working for someone else versus not so much the nonprofit, but working for someone else versus being an entrepreneur for yourself and in the academic environment how how verbal do should we be about the gospel or about god in the workplace i mean and i know there's no hard and fast rules but how do you yeah. handle the what i'm going to say versus what i'm just going to demonstrate because I, I, there's some disagreement amongst christians as to how how preachy we should be yeah for sure you know and 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 we all are are gifted differently there too in some ways but mm -hmm. But I, um, you know, where I have kind of in practice gone down this road is, uh, one, when we see God already in our work, uh, it shows, <laughs> you know. And, and in general, I, I think the more we have to do with somebody, family members, <laughs> we don't have to really communicate the gospel verbally. To family members who aren't who aren't following the Lord, <laughs> you know, they they know our fabric. <laughs> mm -hmm. They've got our number, mm -hmm. uh, and it's much more about living out our lives. And and there's certainly a place on the workplace for establishing ourselves. As I think early on that that we follow Jesus, mm -hmm. uh, that that's that's where our top priority is at. And 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 when we do that. Uh, you know, hey, well, this is, you know, this is what I did on Sunday. Uh, you know, this is my priorities here. Uh, I'm going to do this with, with, you know, or the Lord showed me something here that I really want to pursue more. But I, yeah. I think when we genuinely see God's thumbprint 
in our workplace. Uh, boy, that that reflects. That's contagious. Mm-hmm. It, it it really is uh, is impactful to uh, to others that they just said, "Wow, Lowell, when you when I would talk about uh, entrepreneurs using heuristics or decision making shortcuts in starting new businesses more extensively than managers in large organizations, you know, they would just say, "Lowell, you really came alive <laughs> talking about that." Um, and, uh, and when I would have personal conversations with people, you know, I would be a natural lead in Mm. then to, to also to talk about, you know, it's, it's part of my worldview about how God has made us and that we're not all cut out of the same mold. And, uh, and I believe that not only are we more, uh, effective in our, in our business itself, when we use our, our giftedness, but when, but it also, when we use our giftedness, I think those are like windows of opportunity into seeing who God really is and, and what he's like. And, and maybe that little uh, nuance is that we start seeing uh, that, that sheds light on who God is for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've noticed that, nobody can stop you from living out your Christian principles at work. That's right. Even in the most secular, hostile environment, you can still behave like a Christian, uh, even if you can't verbalize it as freely. But when you live it out, I I see God provides the opportunities to to Uh, speak it. But if you just talk it and you don't live it out, it doesn't matter what you say anyway. Yeah. Well stated. That's uh, and that's been my experience too. Yeah, I I fully agree with that. You bet. All right. There's something I, I got to get to. It's in my notes, and I want to know <laughs> what it's about because it's in your book. Uh, and before we get short on time, I, what what is your story of a black musician and a Klansman? <laughs> yeah, it's a great uh, a great story. Uh, back on uh, in the chapter on loving others in the workplace. And uh, uh, Daryl's a, a black uh, musician, and uh, some Klansmen came up and confronted him, talked to him about, uh, about his life. And, and Daryl used that opportunity as a musician, as a very skilled musician, to, to pursue these Klansmen. And uh, slowly patiently uh, endured and pretty wasn't um, with time. They ended up in one another's homes. Uh, maybe before that, I think he talked about taking trips to Home Depot with one another. And, uh, and then eventually got to the point of, of uh, some in-depth conversations with them about what their values were and why and, and, the, and the challenges with their worldview. And, uh, and in the end, they, uh, I think he's had several hundred Klansmen turn over their, their uh, uh, uniform, not the right word, uh, yeah. the robes. Uh, change their mind, it sounds like. Change their minds yeah. uh, on the inside, turn them over to, to Daryl. And uh, an amazing story of, of loving, uh, loving others. 
uh, in uh, in that position and using his skills, his work as a, as a paid musician to uh, open that door into other people's lives. So that that sounds fairly recent. If if there was a Home Depot involved, I don't know how long they've been around, but so this yeah, was- it's not. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think the uh, uh, and one of the guys, I think the main guy that initiated with him and then that he befriended over the years was was one of the head clansmen. Wow, I didn't know there were that many amazing skills. story. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know, I think that that illustrates the idea that um, I mean he. If the musician had just taken the approach to tell those guys how bad they were and how wrong they were, they, that would have never yeah. happened. Uh, and yeah. so as we go to work with lost people, people that are doing wrong yeah. things, have worldview that we think is completely upside down, just walking in and going, you're wrong, you know, I'm right. You, you ne- yeah. You're never going to get it. But there is yeah. a power in walking out your faith wherever you're at that may not be as noticeable as yelling at somebody yeah but it's far more effective and god will use that Um, yeah so i i appreciate it i'll show people the book again this is soul work uh it's available wherever you get books this is also uh dr busnett's website uh, at lowellbusnett.com you can get the book uh, and see information about him and his blogs his speaking and uh, get in touch with him if you want are you traveling and talking about this Yes, I am. So uh, starting to, yeah, the book is just released. Yeah, it's my in uh, my first book. I uh, wrote academic articles for my uh, for my career, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and now I've re uh, readjusted and making sense. Out, just wanted to make further sense out of what happened in my own, own journey with the Lord about uh, about work and my, my the journey of my own soul. <laughs> And uh, so uh, the book just released uh, a couple months ago. And so, well, yeah. Well, I mean, so if someone just said, okay, what, what, what can I know from Dr. Business that will change how I go to work tomorrow? Is there, is there any, can you distill it down to one or two just thoughts that people can take with them that will, may end up radically changing how they view their work? We know theologically that God is everywhere. If God is God, God is everywhere. Make the switch mentally and practice that God's already in your, in your work mm-hmm. and ask him to show you him in your, in your work. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I'm convinced that work is the, uh, um, one of the greatest catalysts where we spend 40 plus hours, some of us 60, 70 hours a week. Wow, what progress can we make with the Lord if, if we commit to asking him and open to him showing us that he's already there uh, mm. and to uh, show us because I just, I think it's fundamental to our own growth that uh, to moving beyond being Sunday Christians to uh, reality to ask God to show you where you're at. And if you're struggling, in uh in work and like this seems like a dead end um you know maybe maybe there's a you know you need to work for a job look for a job that's sure. a little more consistent with your giftedness sure um but uh but wow what a golden opportunity to uh to use work that we often it just i just kind of cringe when i hear people say oh 
it's Monday, I got to go to work, or thank God it's Friday, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, let's, um, let's not only take Sunday into, into our Monday work, but let's, what happens when we discover God in our work, Monday through Friday becomes a catalyst for the next Sunday worship. Mm. You know, it isn't just about taking and filling our cup on Sunday morning and hoping it lasts most of the week. Yeah. Uh, but but taking what we, when we discover God at work, we want to fall on our knees and worship him. And we want to bring that into our collective worships on the following Sunday. That's fodder for worship. Uh, yeah. And th that's the potential of following uh, this paradigm of God's already at work. It, it, it will change your life if you, if you listen yeah. to Dr. Business and view it that way. It is fundamental to our faith. And I got to tell you, it's more, much more fulfilling at work when you adopt that attitude. So yeah. again, Dr. Business, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and your, just your perspective on this. Thanks for putting the work into writing the book to, to put it on paper for people that want to pick it up and go, okay, how, how do I do this? What can I learn from this guy who's done this? So I appreciate you very much. You're most welcome. Pre pleasure to be with you. Absolutely. I appreciate Absolutely. Of course, it's a pleasure to be with me. That was a terrible response. That's live TV. You guys out there, <laughs> I'm glad that you guys are with me. Appreciate you being a part of the audience, hitting share, hitting like, hitting uh, follow if you haven't done that. And uh, come back. Share this with somebody. Think about your work. Make it a part of your soul. And uh, God will work on your soul in the process. See you again next time here on Life Today Live. <laughs>